This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome to our show today. What is your name? Colleen Hauser. And how do you spell that? We spell it C-O-L-L-E-E-N and last name H-E-A-U-S-E-R. All right. What, uh, what is it that you say that you do? Well, um, right now we're touring as far as we can get and we're playing country pop music. Um, got a four-piece band together. Yeah, just as trying to entertain the crowds and get people involved and um, in for an experience when they come see us. And uh, since we uh, we usually talk with people in the line dance community on this sort of um, uh, show, podcast, whatever you call it, uh, what would you say is your relationship with dancers at uh, your shows? Dancers are what keep the crowd and us going. So when people are enjoying themselves on our shows, they're typically dancing. A lot of the times when you're playing country music, they're doing all the line dances. Um, and it's just, for us, it's super exciting to watch because it's our music being put to dance and um, something that we can visually see them excited and being involved with, um, sort of like singing back to us. Uh, it's, it's their way of singing back to us through dance. So uh, you, you mentioned country pop. What does a typical set list look like for you over the course of either an hour or three hours, however long your set happens to be? We're a little over the place, but um, typically we're playing the newer pop stuff. We've got Thomas Rhett, and um, we've got like Taylor Swift, so she's kind of crossover. And then we've got Megan Trainer, all about that bass. So we're a little over the place, and sometimes we'll throw it back to the Beatles, and uh, we just try and do a broad range of different songs that majority of people would like and relate to and be able to dance to. How did you get started in this? Um, well, I started writing songs, and that's really what got me started in the music business. Um, I always wanted to share my songs with people, and people took a liking to it, so I decided to keep going, and here I am now. When was that that you started? I started about a little over three years ago. Wow, and you're already out touring everywhere. <laughs> I say touring lightly, but yes, we, we're working on a tour. Hopefully next year we'll be out of California and Nevada area. Um, actually, we're looking at Oregon for the beginning of the year, so that's exciting. Where have you hit so far along your tour circuit? Uh, we're playing a lot of the casinos and bars, um, country venues in the greater Sacramento area. Uh, we've gone as far up as, um, well, in California, up as Alturas. And as far down as like Los Gatos area, um, down in the Bay, we played Daily City um, at the rodeo. That was super cool. Yeah, that's true. And um, headed to Nevada next month for a bunch of casinos up there. So it'll be fun. Daily City. Ah, a lot of people don't even. Know. I'm from Daily City originally, oh, so yeah, it's very exciting good. to hear when anybody actually says the word Daily City, and not just like, oh, it's. It's near San Francisco. You've probably never heard of it. But like, no, I have heard of Daily City. I'm from there. Ah, anyway. So that's that's my little hometown connection. Uh, what would you say you've observed at a lot of these uh, these gigs in, uh, like, the people who show up, uh, the songs that really um, resonate with people? It's always kind of different. Um, different venues and different people. So a lot of the times, honestly, we're playing to people who are there on their Friday, Saturday night looking to have a good time. Um, they're typically drinking, and, and that's what keeps us going, too, is that um, excitement. You know, if we're playing to a bunch of people who are just kind of, like, not really into it, um, or they're not having fun, we're not having fun. So um, 
the more excitement that's going on, the better. There's usually always like the really drunk person, <laughs> the almost obnoxiously drunk person. Um, there is always, that's usually a little later in the night. There's usually always the one person that um, is super into us, like won't take their eyes off of us, uh, comes up after the show and is like, I connected with your lyrics or um, I love that song, it's about me and my husband or whatever it is. Um, and then there's typically just like the crazy party people who um, really, I mean, those are the exciting like times for us when people are really excited and into it and ready to party, I guess, you know. <laughs> Which of your songs do you think, uh, from what you've seen and heard, most people have had connection with? Um, I have a song called Dancing in the Rain, and people really like to dance to that one. <laughs> Go figure. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, seeing them dance, I can tell that they are into it that way. Um, lyrically, I've had a lot of people connect with Show the World, which that's kind of, like, what I push to be my anthem. Um, it's about believing in yourself and, and what matters to you in this world. Um, to me, it's love and the kind of love you share with the rest of the humans on Earth. Um, and I've had a lot of friends and people in general just be able to connect with that one so it's it's honestly the best feeling in the world to have someone connect with lyrics that you like wrote in your bedroom you know <laughs> on a Tuesday so for people who've never heard these songs and are now suddenly very curious about them <laughs> where can people listen to uh, to your music do you have we are recorded? we are working on a recording right now so the CD will be out sometime next year um, with both those songs that I mentioned I have a song on iTunes called don't bring me flowers it's a little slower one ballad um, it's probably one of my most proudly written songs, so if they want to check it out there, um, it's on iTunes. You can just search my name or um, on our website too, www.colleenhauser.com. Everything's available down there. So, Are people able to contact you on that as well? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it'll go straight to my email. So. Nice. <laughs> so uh, for the dancers that show up at your show, uh, you mentioned that the, the, the people who've been drinking a little bit, they tend to show up later. Um, when when people are doing, say, line dancing at your shows, uh, what age groups do you tend to see doing that specifically? And when, uh, during your show, would they be out there? Are they more early in the night folks, or are they all through the um, night? Kind of all through the night, and then maybe teetering off. We usually play till 2 um, a.m., so it's usually, it's kind of like the very like hardcore people that stay until then. Um, but honestly, all throughout the night, and honestly, a wide genre of different ages. Um, it kind of depends on the venue a bit. Sometimes, um, if it's more like hip joint, there's a lot more younger kids there, um, which is cool to see that they're keeping up with the line dancing um, and swing dancing as well, um, two-step and all that good stuff. And uh, a lot of the times, it is an older crowd that is... Um, doing line dance or even that is calling the line dances out so they'll start it and then people will follow um, and as as I think younger people have seen more dances they're more inclined to step in when somebody else is like calling the song or the dance I should say which of your songs tend to draw the most people out to the dance floor um, I'm trying to think of like the cover songs that do and I can't think of any off the top of my head I know so many songs I can never think of them when I need to um, well, I, you know, I might... Let me just take a quick look in my binder here. I might have the songs that you played the last time we were at a line dance venue. That was at Charlie's LG. 
That was over the summer. Yeah, uh, let's kind of take a look at when that was. Do you happen to remember uh, roughly when you last performed in Los Gatos? Uh, had to have been. Let's see here. We're in August. For anybody who's listening right now, I I write down every place that I go. I, I write. Every place. <laughs> I write yeah, down everything that is uh, super that intense. is played. <laughs> Uh, let's see, it would have been right before one of my recent road trips. October 1st. October 1st. Let's see if we got October 1st here. There's Temecula Stampede, so I think we're probably getting closer. Uh, Waterwheel Saloon was on October 2nd. Charlie's LG! Alright, and this is your set right here. Well, I'll be there. That's a good list. <laughs> so we got uh, Big Scoot and Boogie. All About That Nace. Oh, no dance to that one. So, choreographer's note to self. <laughs> uh, oh, Country Girl Shaking for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, we can do the Tush Bush to... Oh, uh, yes, the, yeah, I guess the DJ was playing oh, Firecracker okay. when the band went on break. Um, this must be terribly interesting for anybody who's listening to these long pauses, but we're uh, <laughs> we're taking a look at everything Honestly, I'm written. trying to read his handwriting. Yeah, I got tiny little letters... <laughs> Squished together. Let's, oh, let's see. see. Rain is a good thing. Hmm. Better. The more I drink. Let's just say, um, <laughs> people who are interested in um, certain minuses, like, let us know through the website. You can contact us, and uh, we'd love to look into it and learn what songs uh, would go with it. Do you accept requests? If we know it, we'll definitely play it. Um, we're working on building our set list. We've only been together as a band for a year, so. We still have a lot to learn, but we are definitely looking to expand. What are your musical goals down the line? Um, that's really hard to answer. <laughs> I guess, um, like I said, my favorite part is connecting with the people in the crowd. So the more that I get to do that is my biggest goal. Um, that's definitely my intention when I go on stage anytime. Um, you know, whether sometimes it happens in the smallest venues, like tonight, for instance. And other times it's in a huge, ginormous venue at a rodeo. Um, so the more that we get the chance to do that is definitely my goals throughout all this musical journey. Have you had any uh, especially memorable people that you've seen at any venues? Um, they're like countless. Mm. I can't even tell you. Really? But yeah. Usually there's, like I said, there's always one person that will come up at the end of the night and almost put me to tears by their nice words because they tell me they connected with it or that that song was written about them and I was like, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's usually at least one person that really just makes the evening. Um, sometimes not, but sometimes there's like 50, so, you know, you never know. Do you ever get out there and dance with them yourself? Oh, yeah. I got a wireless mic, so if I know the line dance, I'm out there with you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got on here. Oh, uh, what unique perspectives do you think that you have that uh, people on the dance floor don't? Like, it, a, as a performer, what are some things that you might notice that uh, the people who are in the middle of it might not? Um, about the night, or? Oh yeah, just the experience overall. Um, well, it's funny to watch, if we're in like a bar setting, it's funny to watch um, as people are drinking what happens mm. <laughs> throughout the night. Um, oftentimes, like, Oftentimes I'll know two people and I wish I could just be like, 
hey, Mary, go see Joe, like, be friends, because you guys are, you know, like, here, and I won't know you, but I can't really say that on the mic, even though I want to, and I, like, want to make eyes with them to go <laughs> talk to each other. Um, it's just kind of interesting seeing the way people interact, I guess. Um, I don't know, is that what you mean? Oh, I guess so. Um, I'm wondering also, is there anything that, um, that like, in your interactions with the, the people who are there, is there anything that they can do to... Uh, make things easier for you guys in the band, like to make everything just run more smoothly? Um, I mean, letting us know ahead of time if, if they want a request would probably be the easiest thing. It's really like, it's hard when people ask for a song and we don't know it and we have to say no. And sometimes people like think we're lying or whatever. It's like, we really don't know the song. <laughs> and sometimes I've never even heard of it. So I guess that would be the biggest thing. Uh, just like that kind of stuff, um, you know, like, yeah. Okay. Is there anything that uh, the venue owners can do to make things easier for the band? Um, the more organized the venue and the more like ahead of time I talk to the either the sound person or whoever's in charge who's going to be there that night, whether it's bartender, whoever it is, um, the more ahead of time notice I know what's going to happen, the more smoothly the night runs. Um, it's when I don't know anything, I don't know set times, you know, oftentimes, especially if it's like a bigger show and there's like so many people involved, um, I get it, it's chaotic, but the more information you can get ahead of time, it's always a lot easier on us. Have you collaborated with any other artists in your musical journey so far? Um, I've definitely, well, I'm working um, with these guys right now, they're in a band called Heroes Last Mission. Um, I'm working with three of them um, on doing some co-writes, so that's been really cool. Um, they're not exactly country genre, but they're like working on writing to country genre. Um, so we'll see where that leads. We've got some good stuff so far, I think, so. Are there any songs that you've performed that people have not done a line dance to that you think, oh, why hasn't someone done one to this? It's like perfect. It could be one of yours, it could be somebody else's. A request that you would have for choreographers out there to get on. Oh, okay. Um, oh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> thinking on your feet. I know. The only one I'm thinking is Mess is Mine, but I think I'm biased because I just love playing that song. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not country, but it does have a good beat that, I don't know, if you're, if you're a choreographer that can get clever. You might be able to come up with something. And that's Van Stoy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me take a look at my list. Oh, what looks like an ideal night for you? Like what when you uh, are setting out to go into a venue and you're thinking about how everything could go perfectly if ABC, what would the best possible singing and dancing kind of a night be like for you? Um, From top to bottom. Top to bottom. And alternatively, if it helps you think about it, what would the worst possible experience be where everything goes wrong and you think, I'm, I'm just done, I can't do this anymore, I, night's over? <laughs> um, I'm just thinking, like, honestly, the more organized the night is, the better. Um, when things are, like, chaotic and, like, sound check isn't done and I don't know how things are going to sound, I don't know how things are going to be set up, I don't know like what I'm gonna wear, <laughs> that's huge, what I'm gonna wear. It's like a huge process. Um, 
like those are the kind of things that just make everything really chaotic. Um, the biggest things are just like I think appearance, um, sound, and then like what's happening on stage. Uh, at least from like a band setting, you know. It's just kind of part of the game that we play in the industry. Guess so. Now, you played at the Ace of Spades recently, and it sounds like that was a pretty good experience overall. Would you be able to talk us through how all of that went? Because I, I was not able to... Oh, I just tapped my own microphone. I wasn't able to be there myself, but I'm curious. Uh, if you could like paint a picture for everybody else who wishes they were there, how did that night go for you? Uh, it was phenomenal. It was like I said earlier, it was one of the top moments in my career thus far. Um, it was an opening spot for Dan and Shay, and um, it was 30 minutes long set, so I, I thought very carefully about what I was going to play and wanted to give everyone kind of like a mix of my own songs, and then played a Thomas Rhett song, If I Die a Happy Man, but I have to change it to happiness because I'm a girl. <laughs> Um, and the crowd on that song, they like sang it all back, like every word. And I, it took everything in me not to start bawling because that's like that's one of my biggest dreams, like have a crowd sing back songs with you. Um, so that was that was like the peak of the night. Um, so the venue itself, like everyone was amazing, staff was awesome. It was one on one night in the Wolf's um, show that they put on called uh, Acoustic Christmas. So they do it every year, and everyone at the station is just awesome and really easy to get along with. Um, a little chaotic because you don't know what's going on exactly. It's a bigger venue. There's a lot of people involved. Um, and how, then, how many would you say? Um, well, I would say at least like between the radio station, Ace of Spades, and then the performing, there is at least 50 people um, with some kind of hand in what was going on that night. Oh, I thought you meant, like, there's a lot of people involved, like, everyone who showed up, like, numbers. Oh, a lot of people that showed up, um, gosh, there had to have been, like, I would guess around 300. Wow. So that, that was, it was really cool, yeah. Yeah. I hope I'm right with that number. I really have no idea. <laughs> where, where would you want to go next as far as, uh, as a venue that you've got your eye on? You just, like, you want to get in there. You think you're ready for it? The band is ready for it. Um, my like biggest goal as far as venue would be to play Country in the Park, which is mm. in uh, down, or in Sacramento at Cal Expo. Or typically, it's at Cal Expo. They like to change things. <laughs> um, it's been at Cal Expo, so playing that would be like the pinnacle. You also mentioned uh, people singing back to you. Have you gone to any venues often enough so that they can sing back to you your songs? Like, do people know your songs well enough? In yeah, some a few, a few people, um, people that are really like big fans or have gone and bought like "Don't Bring Me Flowers" online, um, which is it's just really flattering and, and humbling, you know. What is the best way for fans to show their appreciation and show support? Um, I guess just coming out and, and supporting us um, if you can't make it to a show if we're not near you like as stupid as it is the venues look at how many likes you have on Facebook so that kind of stuff um, and when you like our page it'll help keep us in contact with each other and you can talk to me directly it goes right to me um, and I'm usually pretty good about getting back to people so 
So, uh, if if perhaps less specifically line dance, uh, what is your relationship with dance and history with dance? Um, well, the band I was with previous to this band, um, the, my guitar player's wife was a huge line dancer. So, on all the breaks and even like during the sets, I was on the floor dancing, and I just kind of picked up all these dances. Hmm. Um, I guess I did like a few lessons here and there when they have them before the shows, but. That's really where I learned how to do all the line dances that I know. Which ones um, do you know? Um, I know Tush Push and the Alley Cat and Outlaw. I know all the like cliche ones. Uh, I know I know one of the ones that people do to Country Girl Shake It for me, uh, like Men in Black. I don't know. I can go in, but the the one that you do to Country Girl is that the one where it's walk, walk, right, left, right, rock, recover, turning left, right, left, yeah, and then you walk in the other direction. Uh, I believe that one's called Country Girl Shake, very popular in Southern California. Okay, right on. So what is it that you enjoy about line dance? Um, I like that I get to control what's going on. Mm. <laughs> and it's more like, you can be, you're more free in what you're doing. So if you're doing the electric slide, you can throw a twirl in to spice things up or whatever, you know. Um, it's not like, it's not partner. I guess that's what I like about it. Although I, I love dancing with a partner as well, but, you know. It's just different. Do you have a favorite dance? Um, what's the one where you cross, kick, cross, kick? That might be men in black. Cross and kick, cross and kick, cross, kick, turn around, heel, heel, quarter, turn, heel, heel, okay, pause, yeah. clap, clap, bounce to the okay, right. I like, yeah, I like that one. All right, yeah, that one is men in black. Um, Ballroom Romeo is cool too because that one goes to a lot of stuff. But. True. True. Yeah, Barroom Romeo is uh, is very popular in the Sacramento Davis area. Uh, I think I've seen less of it in Southern California, but I think they, they still do it as far as north as uh, Reno, like north and east. Okay. Uh, it, it's interesting seeing like where certain ones are more popular than others. Yeah, totally. Is there a place that you've been that you feel was like the most conducive to dancing, where you had the best dance experience? Um, I always really enjoy dancing at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in mm-hmm. Sacramento. Um, I haven't been to the grad, but I heard that that's a pretty good place in Davis. Um, and the Opera House has got a really nice floor as well. In and that's Roseville, Roseville yeah. <laughs> All right, let me take a, a look at some of my other questions here. Oh, and have you played at like uh, festivals and, and farmers markets, things like that? And has there been dancing there? Um, we played at a rodeo, like I said, in Daly right. City. Uh, there is a bit of dancing there. People were kind of coming out of the rodeo and grabbing a beer and hanging out. Um, on, there wasn't too lot, a lot of line dancing, which was surprising. Oh, interesting. Um, they were just kind of grooving, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know. Um, let's see. What other venues? I guess we played a couple of fairs and stuff over the summer. Is there a place that you consider to be your home venue? Um, if any, it would probably be Goldfields in Sacramento, mm. um, which they've they've got a nice floor. It's usually so packed in there that there's it's hard to land dance, but people definitely try, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, oh wow! Okay, here. What have you spent the most on in in this thing that you do? This, uh, this musical lifestyle, what have you splurged the most on? Maybe you thought like, oh, I don't know, do I really need this? Yes, I definitely do. Clothes, workshops, travel, anything along those lines? Um, well, 
So, my guitar is definitely the most expensive thing that I own. Oh, what do you play? A Taylor. Taylor, ah, yeah. Um, but the wireless that I have for it, it, it wasn't necessary, but it's really cool to have a wireless guitar. Mm. <laughs> so that's probably like the splurge that I, I've gotten. Um, pretty much everything else is out of necessity. <laughs> I'm on an artist budget, you know. Yeah, how do you uh, take on the, the obstacles that come up with with this kind of lifestyle? Like, uh, what, what has been among your bigger obstacles, and how did you surmount it? Um, honestly, my dad and my family help me out a lot. Um, I lean on them for a lot of things, um, emotionally, financially, all that. So um, I've, I owe my dad some money, <laughs> let's just say that. If, uh, if anything ever happens and I make a lot of money, it'll it'll have to go back to him and he'll have a good retirement. <laughs> um, so financially, it's definitely on them. Otherwise, I mean, the guys in the band, they're amazing. Um, they've helped me through this whole last year and I definitely wouldn't be where I am without them. Are there any recurring challenges that you tend to experience as part of all of this? Um... I guess just remembering um, this is a job and this is a career and a passion and like how that all fits together. So, um, you know, sometimes if we haven't spiced the set list up in a while, things could get old and dry um, and I'm not putting my heart into the song um, like I would normally. So, and especially if we're in a bar and it's playing to an empty room on a bar stool, you know. Or tips or whatever it is um, it's I just have to keep in mind you know why I started and, and what it means to me uh, which it's easy to go back to when I think of it like that but it's just a battle all the time you know for people who are just starting out from from having their two songs that they sing to their cat like what are what are some things that you wish you knew uh, getting into this that could save them a lot of time and trouble um, I would say that it's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. So networking is huge. Like, getting out and meeting people, the right people, which is often hard to know if they're the right one or not. But um, I think you just have to use your gut, your best judgment when it comes to that. And be smart about it. Like, meet in public places. <laughs> um, don't disclose too much information until you know someone. Um, but yeah, networking is huge and meeting the right person that's going to be able to help you along the way, um, that's what's been the most quickest path to success for me. Um, that and just getting out there, like I played for free a lot of times, uh, especially when I first started and it's, it is what it is. I mean, you don't, you want, you don't want to play for free all the time because you have to, this is your job and you want to make it your job so eventually you are going to have to make some money but starting out definitely like open mics play for free um, if it's the right venue for you um, and it seems like a good opportunity um, yeah I mean just being being humble and be who you are that's that's been the biggest advice I think I can give someone what's your process for getting gigs uh, I actually go through an agency, so oh, nice. um, they take care of like 98% of what we book, which is very nice. 
And would that be easy for somebody who, who's never gone through an agency before, never approached one, but wants to go out and play? Is that easy for them to get into? Um, I wouldn't say that it's easy. Um, I, I think I definitely paid my dues before I met them. Um, and I'm still paying dues right now, don't get me wrong. But, How so? Um, I mean, if you're working for an agency or with an agency, um, they're going to put you in some smaller venues to see how you do. They're going to put you in the like lower level casinos, and then finally you get up to the good one or you know the better paying one, really. Um, and eventually they'll throw you a Dan and Shea gig, and it's awesome, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 work. There's no two ways about it. But you got to keep doing it and and proving yourself that you're worthy and you're professional. And as a songwriter, what is your process for coming up with new songs? That's always different. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes it comes to me in the middle of my sleep at night, and sometimes I have to sit down and like force myself to write. Um, it's literally always different. Sometimes it's the music, sometimes it's the lyrics, sometimes it's the melody. Um, it's always different. You just got to go with it. <laughs> Well, coming off of uh, your your set from earlier, I, I definitely want to be respectful of your time. Uh, just a couple final questions. Uh, what what request or ask would you have for the people listening? Predominantly, probably in the line dance community, uh, but you know, possibly anybody who's googled your name. Is there anything that you would ask of the people out there? Um, yeah, like come come to a show and say hi. We'd love to meet you. And how would they interface with you again? We mentioned it earlier, but just... Yeah, so just, just head to our website, www.colleenhauser.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. We're on all those, so... And uh, usually I, I would ask for people who've done a bunch of dances before, uh, like what which one they would recommend that everybody learn. Uh, if you have an answer to that, feel free to go for it. Tush Otherwise, push. Tush Push, everyone should learn. Okay, so Colleen Hauser recommends everybody learn Tush Push. Um, is there any song of yours that you think everyone should look up right now? The one you're most excited about, the one you feel is representative of you, uh, the one they should Google. Which one is that, that they should look up? I would definitely say, oh, it's between Show the World and Dancing in the Rain. There's videos of both of them on YouTube. Um, either one. Probably Dancing in the Rain, uh, for the most for the line dance community. Um, there is a dance to that, and I hate myself for not knowing it. Um, but it's a test, so all of you guys, <laughs> if you go listen to it, figure out the dance, and then I'll see you at a show. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again for thank you. coming on our show, and uh, good luck on the circuit. I appreciate it.